Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Running a little late. Just a tad bit. Thanks to me. <laughs> Never make last second suggestions. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Um, you, look, <laughs> you, look, you look horrible. Go change your hat. Okay. I'll see ya. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm big leaking you. I felt like I was towering over him. <laughs> looking at the video <laughs> so now we don't have the awesome screen you can't see it over here uh, i actually turned it off but it showed gj i can't block you now my strategy worked your strategy worked it worked <laughs> all this time you've been waiting you've been waiting to get me off that screen just change your camera view uh yeah now yeah now now <laughs> for some reason my cameras won't work but we're here i'm right here you're here. So how's the vacation? Oh, I, if you can call it a vacation, sheesh. You're, I, you're I, not in class. I'm not in class. That's true. Uh, I've picked it up on the other stuff. And, you know, that you kind of just fill those cracks. But, yeah, it's actually feeling pretty good not to have to worry about getting stuff done at night for school. But, you know, it is. It's a good. It's good. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. I... uh I got some of my grades back and I passed two of my classes. Come on, somebody. And the other class, I already know that I passed because that was already finished. And another class, my fourth one, I'm going to pass that one anyway. Even if I failed the final, which I know I didn't, I already passed. So I'm into my third my third semester this year. Next week. Third and final. Woo Let me talk, call you Mr. Dan Crystal. Yeah, yeah. Comma. Sure. JD, Esquire, Esquire. Law, Esquire, <laughs> smartest man alive. No, 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 no. We can go uh, on. You okay. don't even need the JD. That's Juris Doctor for people that don't know what JD is. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. My video is great. <laughs> I know you fixed your video. Do a thing. All I had to do is go boop boop. You, you fix your video up. And then you're like, oh, now, now that I got mine perfected, I need to help Dan with his. That's that's kind of how that all went down. It's okay. I will I will, I will receive it. I've I've often thought I looked kind of far away, but then again, I'll be able to hide a lot of imperfections that way. Uh, you know, if I've got like a zit or something. And by the way, those of you on Spotify, dude, dude, look, I look like I'm I'm got the red face here from I don't know, sunburn. That's that 4K HD ultra webcam that you have it's showing everything yeah i can have to fix that <laughs> i don't I know like right now i'm looking at myself and i look like rudolph the retina's reindeer I'm, I'm about ready to, i'm about ready to jump over here rudolph the <laughs> 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 oh 
<laughs> had a very shiny nose. Um, <laughs> hey, we we I know it seems like it's kind of a light week, but there's quite a few things we can talk about. And we can actually what we can do is we can extend some of the things that we were gonna talk about and take a little more time on them. How's that sound? Hey, I'm I can follow. What we're talking about following leadership, following. I we can were. follow a good leader. Let me know when you find one. So here is uh, here's your first one. We're in Earth news. We're going to do some Earth news. Why do we do Earth news? Because Jesus said, "Look for signs in the sun, moon, and stars," and there are going to be things that happen all over the planet. So, GJ, this was yours. I saw hmm. that you posted this one. I really liked it, but I don't know a lot about it other than what I just read in this article. Well, that's all I know is what's in the article. <laughs> So here's, I'll give you a, a clue how I find what I find. I just scan the headlines, and the headlines pretty much tell it most of the times. And then <clears throat> dark warning, okay, that's probably something to pay attention to. Bad omen, probably <laughs> 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 something to pay attention to. And then, and then 1616, I'm like, what is 1616? Is that the year? What, you know, what is that? I've never heard anything like this. So what this is, is in 1616 or thereabouts, <clears throat> there was major uh, droughts at the LB River, and which is, it's in the Czech Republic near Germany. So that'll give you an idea about where it's at. So what's happening is that the water level is going down and it's the first time in 500 years. In 2018, they had the worst drought. So in 2018 to now, they've been in a drought, and the water is lowering it. And so what would the farmers would go to the edge of the river and inscribe warnings or what was happening, almost like a diary, and here's what's to come. So they're basically prophesizing things to come. And so now the water level is down below. And you can see the inscription on these on the edge, on these big old rocks, on the edge of the river. They call them hunger stones. This one they say says, "If you see me, then weep." I'm like, oh, that's dark. That guy. Well, that if guy. You see me, if you see me, there's no water to 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 irrigate the crops. Well, I mean, one of the uh, this this is I'm not trying to sound a little bit crass here or harsh, but. No, uh, do, 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 please, please be normal. Be normal. Okay, I'll be myself. But if there's <laughs> if there's a drought and there's not a lot of water, then that means we're drier, which means how can you actually cry? <laughs> Just I'm I'm asking for a friend. So that wasn't a dad joke. That was a grandpa joke. <laughs> that was a grandpa joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just pulling up the oldies, man. That's all I'm doing. I'm pulling up the oldies. Yeah. Uh, the stones, yeah, uh, this is crazy. They're actually uh, making an appearance throughout all of Europe. Apparently, this was such a major deal 400 some years ago, almost 500 years ago, that um, that they're popping up now. It's crazy. So, I mean, I, I I have some questions about that as far as all the things that people are saying, but. You know, it, it seems to me that if in 1616 there was such a major drought that they were able to inscribe these on these stones, and now the drought has fallen to that level where, we're, where people are seeing it for the first time, 
there are some cyclical things that happen with the earth, right? That, that we, we would anticipate have not having the history and saying, oh my gosh, this is the first time this is ever happening. It's going to be, this is a big sign of things to come. Really, when you think about it, all throughout history, uh, there was a seven-year drought and a famine that actually happened during Elijah's time. There was a seven-year drought and famine that happened during Joseph's time, who was one uh, who was in Egypt and actually brought all the Israelites down to Egypt thousands of years ago. So there's some things in here that I think God might have a hand in. What do you think, TJ? Well, I think there's definitely, you know, even though the people of 1616 wrote that, God uses people and uses different situations to carry out his agenda. And uh, the one thing we've talked about over and over and over is that we're seeing all these signs on a global on a global scale, things that haven't been revealed in a long, long time or ever. And it just appears that and, and if you study the Jewish calendar, which this is the year 5782, which is about to come to end next month. So towards the end of September, uh, Rosh Hashanah uh, is the new year. So it'll be 5783. Or 5782, there's been a lot of um, documentation about it is an awakening. It's, a, it's an opening, like pe opening people's eyes, which to me, we're seeing all these signs. There's an opening of our eyes, plus all the other craziness that we've been dealing with over the last two or three years on top of the normalcy <laughs> beforehand. So with all that said, it's just, again, we talk about this every single week, is that it's converging at such a rate on such a global scale. And every week there's something to talk about. And I felt like this was a light week, <laughs> no major stuff. Ironically, we still find stuff every week. Well, I'm gonna pop three right in a row that they may be dealing with major drought in Europe. And actually, they've been talking about droughts, mega droughts in California and the West Coast of the United States and also in parts of Texas. But now there's mass amounts of rain. So in Arizona, a mass evacuation in, in Arizona town after, and just like you said, if I see a word like mass, I feel like I should pay attention. In Arizona town, <laughs> After monsoonal rains cause river to overflow. So here's a little video of what's happening with the river in this small town of Arizona. So they had to evacuate Duncan, Arizona after heavy rain flooded a river. Now that's one. Then also in Dallas, Fort Worth, at least one has died after storms dump over 15 inches of rain. That's over a foot of rain on the Dallas, Fort Worth Metroplex. And they, they're, they're showing some pictures here, some cars that are underwater. So they had some flash flooding that were happening all over the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And then a third one for our friends in the Philippines. And if you're from the Philippines and you're watching this, this was yesterday's uh, news that is saying, watch out because the tropical storm Ma'an is to make landfall over Luzon, Philippines. So if you're in that area and you watch us from the Philippines, which I know we have some good friends from there, please make sure you get yourself to safety because another tropical storm is about to hit hit the Philippines. And we're just praying for uh, everyone that's there to be safe, especially those that, um, that we know and love. So anyway, uh, this three right in a row of just 
massive storms that are on the way. And then again, we're also now talking about these fires. They call it fire season now. So I get an email from my granddaughter's school just saying, hey, be cautious about this because as fire season is upon us, and I want you to know that five years ago, we were not using the two words fire season. It was not a, it was not a common phrase. I'm just going to put it out there. Not a common phrase. There's your sign. There is your sign. So I'm going to pop up something here on, on the screen here, GJ, but I'm going to cue you up because this is, we're moving now to wars and members of wars. And we do have a couple here that definitely require some conversation, but why don't, why don't you kind of cue up the whole thing that you sent? It was a picture of some, some jets, some signal. It's Australia. Yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and chat with us about that. I'm going to pop it up on it. Well, I don't know a whole lot about it because, and I actually attempted to dive into it. So, what was happening is on the east coast of Australia, uh, some U.S. B two bombers were flying there. There you go. There's the photo. So, the U.S. B two bombers were flying alongside. So it was friendly, uh, and the U.S. and Australia have friendly relations. That they were flying together. And for what reason, I don't, I don't know. I actually tried diving into it. So I, I felt like it's, again, you know, if you look at different places around our, and like, you know, Russia and had a, we had a meeting this week with Turkey and Iran to strengthen their relations. So it's like all these posturing of these co- countries in strategic places around the world is what I see. So you say, well, that's normal. Yes. What's happening, it's happening on a global scale, and the posturing is happening because we know something's brewing or potentially brewing. That's why we call it wars and rumors of war. Right. And then not only that, but Israel, of course, is back in the news and has walked really? Hasn't really left the news. <laughs> I don't think they ever will leave the news. I, I don't think they will either, but I found that I found this this morning that Israel is warning Hezbollah, which is the terrorist organization in the Gaza Strip area and in other areas of the Middle East, that the attack on their gas field may mean war. And so um, Gantz, who is, I think, the current prime minister there, says that there was a Hezbollah strike on Karish, which is a gas field, and it could trigger a reaction leading to several days of fighting into a military campaign. And they're actually in these lengthy negotiations with Jordan right now about maritime borders. And so where they are bordered on the Mediterranean Sea, where their ports are. And so Jordan and um, I think it's Jordan and Lebanon maybe having these conversations with Israel. And of course, Hezbollah is coming in, wanting to make their statements. And so as Israel is facing things on many fronts, they also are now dealing with this as well. So in any event, just keep your eyes on Israel, man. There is a bull running through a bank. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> what is a bull doing in a bank? That's all I need to ask. That bank is bullish. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a bull market. That's what they're trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so those are the only two wars, rumors of wars. But uh, we also have a couple of videos, GJ, that that we're going to show one is in the next next uh the next segment called leading up to the tribulation before you go yeah i did post something you may not have got it of course after you had to reboot everything so taiwan 
is now flexing its muscles back towards China. So they're saying, if you want to bring it on, we're ready for you. Oh, I did not see that, actually. I posted it this morning. Okay, okay. I can actually look it up while we're, while we're showing this video. But there is this, there's this one video, and it has to do with the, the former leader of DARPA. And, as, and if that kind of cues you in on what we're talking about, I'm going to look it up real quick here. It is and it's a video from so 2012. Every right. So I'm going to go ahead and play this real quick. It is about, I think it's about a minute long. I just would love for people to hear this. Morning, what if I could take vitamin authentication? What? Vitamin authentication. Look, I have one right here. Well, here, I'll let you hold it. Mm. Would you like to hold it? I'll hold it. Okay. <laughs> so this. You guys see it? This pill has a small chip inside of it with a switch. It also has what amounts to an inside out potato battery. When you swallow it, the acids in your stomach serve as the electrolyte and they power it up and the switch goes on and off. And it creates an 18-bit ECG-like signal in your body and essentially your entire body becomes your authentication token. Yes, this is true. Okay. Okay, but... Okay, so wait. So it's, uh, it's really true. So what this means is that that becomes my first superpower. I really want this superpower. It means that my arms are like wires. My hands are like alligator clips. When I touch my phone, my computer, my door, my car, I'm authenticated in. First superpower. Like, I want that. So, so we're not shipping that right away. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're not shipping that right but, away. But it but sounds is it, like... Is it, this is FDA cleared? So here's the thing. This... This is not science fiction. This pill was actually made by a company called Proteus, and they've developed it for medical applications. That pill has been CE stamped and cleared by the FDA. You can take 30 of those per day for the rest of your life. And then what happens? Does your heart nothing beat change? Does your We can just tell that you've you... taken the pill, a tattoo that could be used for authentication. Tell us why you posted this one. This seems awful lot like leading up to the tribulation stuff. <laughs> need, need we say more? <laughs> so that is the size of a grain of rice. And so the technology is there because a lot of people, you know, we've talked about it a lot of times on the show, is that the technology has to be in place or be put into place, developed and put into place before the Antichrist reveals himself at the three and a half year mark of the tribulation. So what does that mean? Jesus comes, those that have given their life to Jesus, all the Christians, in an inkling, they're gone. So three and a half years, all these things have to be implemented. Why? Because they need to track you. They're going to, and if you, and we're already talking about social credit scores around the world. So if you get out of line, if you don't do something, if you say something, they can shut you down or they can limit what you do and even where you go. So these are, again, in this case, they're saying it's for vitamins, whatever. The one thing that she said sublimely, you're going to want this. You're going to want this. What she, she called superpower. Yeah. Like a superpower. Really? <clears throat> but she didn't really say the benefit. <laughs> she just said it's going to authenticate. Okay, great. And she said it's like a vitamin. Okay, great. What does it do? Well, she actually talked about too that her hand, their arms and and legs become like wired 
So, but then if you keep taking these 30 a day for the rest of your life, I'm like, okay, what does that do? Now, here's the kicker. What, what we haven't said to everybody right now is that this video was released in 2012, 10 years ago. So if she has said that there's already a company manufacturing these things, then uh, imagine the last 10 years of technology and how it has grown. So these things, as we have also showed, there's little rice-sized computer chips that you can insert into your skin to, to have the same thing. We talked the last couple of weeks about 65 more Whole Foods stores. This is more Whole Foods stores. Now have the technology where you can actually place your palm and have Sorry, it connected. I'm not sure about that. I'm not talking to you, computer. <laughs> um, see that? Look at that. Just kind of interrupts right there in the middle of it because I use the word computer. So the, the interesting thing about this is, is that all this stuff that's happening right now, there's all these different ways that technology can be inserted into our life. And I use that word very clearly, inserted to a place where now we will have to be forced to authenticate in order to be able to buy and sell, which is where the whole mark of the beast comes in, where you have to actually, you won't be able to buy or sell without that mark. Now, we're not saying that this particular thing is the mark, but we're just saying that this is leading up to it's another precursor. And this was 10 years ago they were talking about this and they were celebrating this kind of technology. Enough said. Should I move on? <laughs> I'm just like moving on. I'm just let yeah. that rest. I mean, think about it. It's here. Oh, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> there's more. So I found that I found this last night and I thought I'm going to do a little search on facial recognition because we have been talking about it. And most of us know that these devices right here that it came out several years ago with the ability for your phone to be able to, to read your facial structure and know it's you. And if you haven't tried it with anybody else to put it up to their face, it will not work. It just doesn't because there are different points. And so the technology is built into our, our phones right now. And what I say is, is if you're connected to Wi-Fi or if you're connected to cellular towers, we always think it only can go one direction, right? Out. What we forget is, is that there are things that can also be in at the same time running simultaneously on your phone. So that being said, four years ago was as recent as four years ago that Apple introduced Face ID with their, with their phone X, iPhone X or 10. And so there's, I, I saw this, this uh, site. I was like, this is really interesting. 20 facial recognition statistics to scan through in 2022. Here's one of them. A facial recognition system can achieve up to 99.97% accuracy. Most, and what it says there in that part of the article is that most phones will still only have an accuracy rate of 90%, although they have the ability to almost be 100% accurate. What I get concerned about is that 0.03%. <laughs> That's what I get concerned about. But one, okay, 72% of hotels are likely to invest in facial recognition technology by 2025. That's another statistic that we uh, read here. The, just check this one out. The facial recognition market generated $3.8 billion in revenue just in 2020 alone. That's how fast this market of facial recognition is growing. I remember when we started doing like cryptocurrency stuff, yeah, some of the ways that you would have to authenticate yourself is you'd have to have, uh, position your face in the middle of the screen and it showed kind of a like a pencil cartoon kind of look. Remember that, GJ? I'm not sure if you did that with yours or not, but 
I actually steer clear of that one. I'm like, I'm not, no, I just click cancel. And I've said, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this one. You can smile to pay at a KFC in China. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, had bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> it says here that Facebook's deep face software can recognize human faces with 97.25% accuracy. And that actually started in on Facebook the end of last year. At the end of last year, I'm not going to go through all of these, but I do want to go through a couple more. Look at this. So obviously there are lawsuits that have already happened. I didn't even see this one last night because I didn't scroll all the way through. But after misusing facial recognition technology, the big company that a bunch of kids and a lot of people use and watch and listen to and have a lot of fun with agreed to a $92 million settlement because they misused what they collected through their facial technology. So. I mean, I could go on. I, as a matter of fact, what I'll do is I'll pop this into our web chat so you can actually check it out later and do a little bit more in here. So, but GJ, what are your thoughts on this whole facial rec technology hullabaloo? Well, it's, it's, we're constantly looking at a camera or a camera screen, whether it's a phone, security cameras everywhere, you know, house. Houses have them, businesses have them, the streets have them. So facial recognition, once you're in a database, I mean, we know how that works. It's like, oh, we'll just keep it in yours. Well, somehow you end up in other ones. Or you get free, we freely give our our security to, to these platforms. And what's happening is that we're definitely going to be tracked. And, and you can just see it getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And people can say, well, th there's a blessing here. You know, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. It's easier. Of course it is. The other thing about it is you can say it's for security or safety. Yes, it is. However, what we also learn, anything for good can also be used for evil. And we see that over and over. And the one thing that's going to happen is when Jesus returns and the church is gone, which we call the rapture, and a lot of people can say, oh, that I'm scared. I don't want to go there. What, you, we're going to heaven. <laughs> it's much better. Take the best place here on earth and whatever, 10, 100, a million exit, the tranquility, everything that we love about earth and the things we have, it's going to be much better in heaven. So, so that's a good thing. And we get to spend it with our Father, God. So we go up with Jesus. And um, the thing that continues to happen, once that happens, is that there's going to be mad chaos and people want to be feel safe. You know, what really happened for those that never paid attention, what happened? There's also going to be false narratives, which I believe will the alien invasion will be the, a prime situation that goes on. Plus, I believe there's going to be a lot of earth earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, and so forth. And just think about all the craziness. So people are easily going to say, hey, for our safety, we need to do this. As that lady said, for our superpower, yeah. <laughs> you're going to want this. Uh, so I see how people are definitely going to want to do that. And then they can track you no matter where you're at. And you can't hide. What and a great way. Yeah. Check it out. This is the last number 20. It's like we, it's like we planned that, GJ. That was absolutely amazing. I never even saw this before. I know, but the last that's what you do, bro. Hey, the last thing that uh, GJ was just mentioning mentioning is the last thing 
that is listed on this list of facial rec recognition technology might lead, I like that word might, might lead to mass surveillance states. If you're already reporting it, and this is Newsweek, by the way, that reported this, if you're already reporting that, it's already happening. Already happening. Anyway, that's what you just were talking about. It's going to be very difficult. And this is some of the things I like to, people don't like to talk about because they don't want to think about their lives being watched. They like they like to have this idea that they're free, right? Anyone that, especially in this country, they think, oh yeah, I'm free to do whatever I want. Well, you may think that, but behind the scenes, there are things like this facial recognition technology where you're allowing people by clicking okay and not reading through all of the different things that you're clicking okay to, to allowing them to monitor you and monitor your movements, monitor the things that you say and do and your and what's in your background. Uh, it's another reason why you can actually now cover your camera on your MacBook or your computer so that you can't see in when you're not when it's when you're not there and at your computer. I mean, it's it's interesting that we allow these things in our home. Now, some things I'm like, whatever, go ahead and monitor me. I don't care what you say or what you do. I know where I'm going. I know the crisis coming back and I'm going to go with it, right? I That's kind of my mentality. Maybe it's the wrong mentality, but I'm kind of like, you know, there will be a time probably where I'll have to just turn it off. And interesting, interestingly enough, I took my watch off the other day, didn't have it on all day. And honestly, I felt a lot better. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's really awesome. Anyway, we probably should move on to things that make you go. Oh, no, I have a couple other things to talk about. <laughs> things that make you go. <laughs> uh, so things that make you go. Hmm. So uh, there are a couple, I don't have uh, news reports to pop up on the screen for you about this, but uh, I just thought they were really interesting. So that one, one sad, interesting here in Lincoln, California, uh, which is where I live. There are two golf courses within uh, they're they're right next to each other. They're they're really they're just built right next to each other in a senior living area, fifty five plus. And so, I just found out yesterday because my my wife went that to you're look moving, that you're moving there. I mean, not yet. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. A little bird has told me that. Me, never mind. So, any in any event, this is actually a sad part of the story. So, the my wife was talking to a friend of mine, a friend of ours yesterday. And they went out to lunch together and she was telling my wife that just a few days ago, there was a man probably in his mid fifties who was on the golf course at one of the, one of the greens where you're, where you're putting into the hole for those of you who don't know golf. And he actually shot himself right there on the green and killed himself. Just, I mean, it's, it's so out it's, it's almost like it's not even a private thing anymore. Right. And there's so much deception. There's so much, that's out there in depression and oppression. And I felt it before. I know you have too. It's a, it's a demonic oppression that is over us. And we, sometimes we can't recognize it, but for those that have actually taken their lives because of that, then it's, it's like, it's like the devil has won at that moment, right? Cause he has now taken out another human being that got created. So that was something I wanted to mention, but also I took, uh, Ty and I took journey to go see a movie the other day. You know, cartoon movie, the DC League of Super Pets. And you see the preview and you're like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Well, in the first five minutes, uh, they flashed up for five seconds and they were kind of panning the screen. And right there, there's a, a couple that are kind of leaning into each other 
and talking about them being a couple and it was two guys. So it was just a flash on the screen. But then again, you have to understand this. These things are being put in front of us. And it's like the enemy is putting these things in front of our kids to deceive them and to desensitize them into thinking that this behavior is actually okay. Now, I've got people in my family that I know would probably crush me for what I'm, what I'm saying right now, but this is just what I'm seeing. This is something that for kids, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute when we get to the message, but kids, there's a certain point where you just need to not let them see all that. They, there is too young for them to deal with those kinds of debates or conversations. It's just too much for them. Why do we need to be presenting that that early? But it's another one of those things that I thought, man, this is this is definitely something that made me go, hmm, and also something that leads us into a greater and greater debate and separation between people. So that being said, there is something that you posted, GJ, that is another deception. And I'm going to pop it up on the screen. Uh, it's a, a picture that you actually posted, I believe. And here it is. Four days in the metaverse. Four hours, I mean. Need I say more? <laughs> I'm like, well, I think, well, that was a great pause. <laughs> so a couple of things. Don't, don't, don't go off there. If you look at that, there's a, there's a girl and then there's a guy, a silhouette. And then if you look on the other side, it looks like there's a demonic person there i think it's in the on, on like a runway right there on the left side of the photo keep going keep going keep going right there right there right there wow so i'm sure somebody can say well that's a girl blah blah but so anyway why i posted it is four hours a day in the metaverse so that's virtual reality so people are are starting what's what the attraction is, is that you can go and be whoever you want to be, live however you want to be in a fictitious virtual reality. And it's also to escape reality. So I see the attraction. And, you know, and now the technology is so good that, you know, it's not, a lot of times it's lifelike. It's like you can't even tell from some of the movements and what people look like or the, the, the scenes around it. So uh, I just thought this is where we're at and anything to escape reality. And the reality is, going back to what you were talking about with children, you know, one of the things, and I had a conversation with a friend of ours recently, and I, I told him, uh, Mark Negri, which, he, which you know, and he, you know, he wrote a book on grief, and uh, I still have this weird signs of grief from my dad's passing, you know, a year and a half ago, more than a year and a half ago. And the one thing, and he said, well, are you melancholy or this? And he used the word melancholy. I go, Alita asked me about 10 days ago, well, how are you feeling? I go, I really can't describe it. She goes, well, if you had to use a word, what would that be? And I'm like, oh my gosh, now you're, you're sounding like me because that's what I would do. <laughs> and I said, melancholy. And I go back to a part of the melancholy was the simplicity. And I've had this conversation with my mom. My mom never watches the show, though. Just kidding. <laughs> She's never watched the show. <laughs> Hi, mom. And we're talking about the simplicity of life. And, and then, you know, kids could just go out and play and be, be kids. And uh, that's just not the case now. And we're, we're trying to teach them adult things 
as early as possible, which is not good. But what Satan wants is you control the kids, <clears throat> change the kids, you change your generation, change your generation, you change another generation. And that's what I see happening. And then you change the family, the family dynamics, you change, you know, culture. So all these things are happening. So Satan is using what is set up by God and being taken away bit by bit, which is, you know, the erosion. And this is another example where, you know, the erosion of reality to go into the virtual reality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a question that Tammy popped up at this to does China use metaverse? I honestly don't know the answer to that, but I would venture to say that because they may be able to control the environment, there's a good possibility that that would be something that they would want to do. So when they go in, they'd have even greater control over what's actually being said and done. So I wouldn't put it past them, Tammy. It's a great question. Well, here's the deal. I think that we already spend too much time on our devices anyway. And now... Uh, and there have been shows, I think there was a show out called Westworld on HBO. There's There's been movies out. There's one by Ryan Reynolds that was out called The Nice Guy. And there's one by Ger Gerard Butler where he was a warrior and they were actually implanted something in him where he was in the game and they were making these actual humans kill each other. So this is not this is not something that is just in the imagination. These are movies that have been put out, kind of precursors and telling us what's actually coming. And so I think that those things are not as far away as we would think they would be. Uh, and if you take a look at some of the movies in the past and things that they've put out, and you can see that now we're doing them. I mean, we're walking around with little tiny devices in our hand, talking to people hundreds and thousands of miles away and even across the world. Speaking of across the world, how about across the skies and across space to get to a place that we lovingly call the moon. So I just saw this today. I was like, what's in the world? We're, we're either going to the moon or we're going back to the moon. I haven't decided yet. So, but there, NASA has just announced <laughs> that the, there's an, it's called the Epic Artemis One Moon Mission Launch is just one week away. So on August 29th, which is next week, I think that's a Monday, it's Monday, they're scheduled to launch this rocket, this a massive rocket, uh, and it's an unmanned space, unmanned or unwomaned space mission to the moon. So they're going to be in lunar orbit, they're going to hang out by the moon for six weeks and actually drop back down to Earth in October, so the end of October. So really interesting stuff, right? I mean, we're going to be launching this sucker and, and then in 2024, they want to send a manned or womaned mission to the moon so that they can orbit the moon for several weeks. And then in 2025, they're planning on trying to land on the moon again or for the first time. I haven't decided. So, I mean, I, I thought this was pretty crazy. Had you heard about this yet? I haven't heard specifically about this. I've heard you know bits and pieces. The one thing, and I did see this earlier today, Elon Musk, you know, he owns SpaceX, and I think they put up, they fired 54 rockets, which are putting up 54 additional satellites in the sky. So, I mean, there's a lot of activity going on. So, there's another sign. <laughs> totally another sign. I thought, uh, I wonder what this is leading up to. So, I wonder what they're going to potentially find on the moon. It says they're going to shoot off 
10 different satellites from this from this um this lunar orbiter and then they're going to gather all this other information so hey in the next two three months we're going to find out some interesting things about the moon maybe i don't know or and, the Nevada desert uh, yeah <laughs> desert the salt, the salt the salt mine no the salt fields of utah or wherever that is hey here's one more for you gj you posted this one yeah this again ai technology we're going to use it for good to police the internet. So basically, again, if you go against what we think or say or whatever, and this comes from the World Economic Forum, you know, we can we can shut you down. Yeah. So we've actually been talking about this for quite a while, but it keeps popping up in the news uh, and in different areas of the news. So, hey, we've got one more video, and I hesitate to show it, but you know what? I think we need to. I'm nervous. I know. By, right? the way, by the way, by the way, if we're not on here next week. End times dot chat, baby. End times dot chat. Hold end on. I got times dot chat. End times dot there chat. End times dot chat. And you can find our most recent, actually all of our videos are up on end times dot chat. You can find us on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes, maybe. But if you still can't find us there, you'll find us. You will find us at endtimes.chat. The latest human quest. That started all of a sudden. I was not ready for that. But this, just to kind of set this up, this is Naval Harari. I think that you posted this on the chat uh, on Telegram. And actually who Naval Harari is, is that he's considered the prophet, and I'm putting that in air quotes, of the World Economic Forum. And so she, he is being interviewed by this woman, and this is what he says. Is immortality and divinity, we're all trying to be superhumans? Is, is that actually happening? Yes, in places like Silicon Valley, uh, equality is out, but immortality is in. Everybody's talking about immortality. Uh, Google has just established two or three years ago a subcompany called Calico, whose stated aim is to solve the problem of death. We've solved search, now we'll solve death. And they are not the only ones. And basically they are saying death is not some metaphysical phenomenon. We don't have to wait for the second coming of Christ in order to solve it. Uh, a couple of geeks in the laboratory can do it. Are they doing it? Yeah, they are investing billions in that. Uh, not only them, but all over the world. Basically there are three ways. You can use biological engineering to change the, the, the human body, to speed up natural selection. You can use cyborg engineering which is combining organic with inorganic parts, and you can create completely inorganic life forms. It will be the, not only the greatest revolution in history, it will be the greatest revolution in biology ever. Will we still be human? Not in the sense that we understand humanity today. Well, thoughts, GJ? Well, in the bio of this article, it says, everyone is talking about immorality in Silicon Valley, which he said, we don't have to wait for the second coming of Christ to solve death. So two things there. They're basically thinking we're becoming our own gods. That's number one. Number two is they're actually acknowledging the second coming of Jesus Christ. You know what? I hadn't thought about it that way. That was it's really good fact that he even said Thank it you. can you record that please yeah I, I it is recorded we're gonna it's gonna be up on end times chat for the forever now 
there was eight seconds that was at one million listens. Just go to, to minute 47 and just listen for eight seconds. That's all you need. That's all you need. So um, I don't remember what I was going to say now. You <laughs> threw me off. <laughs> we were talking about that are acknowledging oh, yes. the second coming of Jesus Christ in their bio. And what and what he said there was is that he said that the second coming of Christ was meant to solve death, right? Because it's supposed to take people into immortality and that they would live forever. That's that's why he obviously mentions that. But the fact of the matter is, is that it seems like the en the enemy on his side of things is trying to say, oh no, we're gonna beat, we're gonna beat Jesus to it. We we're gonna figure out this answer before he comes. So, so I love the fact that you said that it was an acknowledgement. It is an acknowledgement on the fact that Jesus is coming again. I think that's a very, very poignant thing, very clear thing that was just said in that video. And also, too, Naval Harari has actually been on many videos, and he's he's used the term that people will become useless. And so what it means is, is that anybody's in any kind of a manual labor situation, they will then become useless. And he separates the society into casts, if you will, of those who are the super elite, those who are the super smart, super intelligent, and those that won't be needed anymore because their their labor is not needed. Sort of so, like a show. Uh, you, yeah, you're up here and I'm down here. Um, I'm just saying, acknowledge it. Just, oh my gosh! Oh <laughs> my gosh! Um, anyway, so speaking of speaking of all this stuff that's going on right now, TJ is kind of like. It pushes me to think again about Revelation, right? And so we've been going through the churches and the letters that John has been writing, John the Revelator, in the book of Revelation in the Bible. So if you go to the very last book of the Bible called Revelation, and then you go to chapter number two, and then what we see in verses 18 through 29 is that Jesus is writing a letter to the church called in a city called Thyatira or Theatira. So Here's what I'd like to ask before we get started into this. What would it look like if Jesus came to your church or into your home? And of course, my doorbell's got to ring. And it's him. It's him. It's him. I'm going to go in. Jesus is knocking <laughs> on your door, bro. You might be. Actually, I'm, I, I'm, I am ex I'm not expecting anyone, but maybe I should actually go take a look at that. You want to take it for a second, GJ? I have no idea what I'm going to say. <laughs> talk I, just talk about talk answer answer that question what would it look like uh or what would it look like currently if jesus came to our churches or into our homes what what could he potentially find and then i will be right back <clears throat> i'm not sure what he would find other than and this is my own so he put me on the spot which he's done a few times in the last 94 shows I think the you know the question I'm thinking okay if Jesus was sitting here would he be happy? And so that's a great question to ponder. What can you do differently than what you're doing? And are you are you fully living in faith? Are you really giving Jesus the opportunity, or are we holding on to other things? My wife is doing a series right now, and what are, and one of the taglines is what are you holding on to? And what we've learned is and we're, and we've been. Uh, guilty of this, holding on to things that really don't matter. We, you know, we think it matters, 
However, it's letting go of those things that are really idolatry and things that don't matter. And I'd say the, the one thing is, can we love more? Can we be more gracious? Can we? I mean, Jesus upset a lot of people. He always came with a peaceful heart. He always came with grace. And he always came with respect, even though he was against some of the things that were going on. And, of course, people didn't like that. And uh, so it's like, are we doing that in our own homes? Which means if we're doing it in our own homes, what are we doing outside of our home? So and I, I appreciate you taking that for a second, GJ. Yeah, thanks for throwing me under the bus. And, hey, you know what the Bible says? Be ready in season and out of season, my brother. <laughs> to provide a reason for the hope that resides within you. Amen, somebody. Oh, there he goes. Okay, so. <laughs> um, I don't know so, what happened. No, that's all right. So I, I'm. Technical it difficulty. Very, <laughs> <laughs> it is a real valid question, though, because I've often asked myself this when I'm thinking things that I shouldn't be thinking about or deciding on whether or not I want to do something which I probably shouldn't do. So the question, the questions continue. What would Jesus see? What would he, what would he say? What would Jesus hear in your home? What would he sense in your home? And so this is what it was like for John to write the letters he wrote to the seven churches in Revelation. And now we're on letter in church number four in the city of Thyatira. What, what so, verse are you on? So if anybody well, 18, 18 through 29 in chapter two of Revelation. And I'm probably only going to touch on the first few of those verses, so 18 through 21. Uh, I might hit number 23, but there's so much in this that I don't, I won't be able to do it all in this one show. So that's where we are. The, this is the fourth letter in church that John has written on behalf of Jesus to the churches. And so the question I would also ask is, or the question is, what would Jesus say to your church? What would Jesus see in your church? What would Jesus hear in your church? And what would he sense in your church? And I'm not just talking about on a Sunday morning. I'm talking about what goes on the rest of the week. Revelation provides, in, especially in this uh, chapter and verse, they provide very sobering thoughts for us. In our lives, we can sense the blazing eyes of Jesus watching the things we do that are pleasing to him. And he's also guiding us away from the things that are not pleasing to him. This is the same for these seven churches of Revelation. You know, we ta we've talked about how the world governments and the governments are, are monitoring us. They can see our every move. But Jesus was able to do that a long time ago. I mean, he's been, that's why when we stand before God one day, we'll give an account of all the things we've said or done. Jesus is watching. There's no doubt about it. But the thing, the difference is, is that he won't just recognize our face. If we follow him, if we live for him, he's going to recognize our soul. And he will be able to know who we are and what we are and what we're about based on where our soul is in relation to him. Revelation 2, 18 to 20, 29, Jesus writes this letter to the church in Thyatira. And in this passage, this is the only time we see John, who also wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, also wrote the book of John, refer to Jesus in Revelation as the Son of God. Now, he frequently referred to Jesus as the Son of God in the Gospel of John. And I believe it's because the church in Thyatira needed to have a reestablishment in the minds of the believers of the sovereignty and authority of Jesus. It's not our own authority that roots out evil, but it's our submission to his authority 
that roots out evil. Revelation 2.23 affirms for us why Jesus has eyes like fire when it says, I am he who searches hearts and minds. We must remember who examines our spiritual condition. We need to remember his authority, his deity, and his sovereignty over all of creation. And we need to acknowledge that his role is one of peace, forgiveness, and love, but his role is also one of righteousness, justice, and truth. Now, is it possible to have a growing and maturing church and yet be compromising with sin? It would seem so here in this letter to the fourth church. Jesus examined this church and mentioned four basic things worth of common, worth, worth commendation by Jesus. He points out their love, their service, their faith, and their patience. So the church in Thyatira, he's not just talking about all the things they're doing wrong. He actually says, this is what you're doing right. They had the proper motivation. They had love as their motivation. They demonstrated an effective ministry, which means they were serving other people. They were committed to the right message, which he praised them for their faith in him. And they endured with a tough mentality, which means they had patience to wait some of these things out and the things they were going through. The church in Thyatira, their spiritual development had even grown since the church began there. And so this is why I think there's a lot of churches that fit into this category right now. I'm not going to point out who, what, who I think they are. That's not up to me. But I'm just pointing out the fact that as churches, we can have the right motivation. We can demonstrate an effective ministry. We can be committed to the right message. We can, we can endure with patience. But remember that just because we are being blessed and we are active in the ministry, motivated properly and committed to the message of God's word in our lives does not mean that everything is okay or that God is pleased with everything we do or say. There's something that we often today shy away from discussing, and it's moral decay. Moral decay is that which chips away from the inside out. You may not see the unhealthy nature of a church or even of ourselves until you go beneath the surface to see what is happening. And moral decay, it, can ha it happens over time, right? If you ever have a tooth and it has a cavity, I had a tooth one time that had a cavity. It was one of our, my molars. And I didn't really know that I had a cavity there. I had gone to the dentist six months prior, but it's that quickly over six months. I had this cavity develop inside my tooth, but the rest of my tooth on the outside looked fine until that cavity broke through and I got raw on my tongue because as I was talking, my tongue would rub against that cavity and it would actually cause a sore. So, but it, it was a long time in happening, and that's, that can be what can happen in our own lives and in our own churches when we actually allow moral decay to develop in our churches, in our lives. So the other question I have for you is, all of us, not just you, but for all of us, including me, are we doing inwardly what we portray we're saying and doing outwardly? 1 John 5, 18 and 21 says this, and then I'll wrap it up. And um, GJ, you can add any thoughts and then pray. We know that God's children, this is 1 John 5, 18 to 21. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's son holds them securely and the evil one cannot touch them. We know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. We can see that evident right now, can't we? And we know that the Son of God has come and he has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God. He is eternal life. 
And then John wraps up that by saying, dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. What you got, GJ? What are your thoughts? I got nothing. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, um, I popped this Bible out, and um, he took a lot of a lot of notes. <clears throat> the one thing, and this is going over in chapter three, Revelation chapter three. And he goes, "Behold, uh, verse twenty. Behold, I stand at the door and knock." If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And my dad's notes, he was knocking on the door of the church. He's also knocking on the door of us because we are the church. So so my thoughts are very simple is, is, are you ready? You know, whether Jesus is sitting in your home or at your church, are you ready? And where are you going to spend eternity? And, you know, we cover all these different topics and all these different things and all these things that are converging and aligning up. Bottom line is, where's your heart at today? Where are you looking up to? And a lot of this is scary. The one thing that I know is I know the end game. And I'm, I'm, I actually just started reading the book of Daniel, which has a lot of prophecy. So I just started, and of course, him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego we're all coming into uh, really leadership because God had anointed them. And uh, I just think of their, their uh, covering. So I pray for that covering of having the same faith as Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were actually thrown into the fire. It was turned up hotter, seven times hotter than ever, than ever before. And then they're walking around in the fire, untouched, unscathed, along with Jesus. So there were three thrown into the fire, and then they saw four beings. So they come out and their faith. But the the statement that they made before they were thrown in the fire was, "May God may not save us. I knew, I know where I'm going." So are you ready? Do you know where you're going? And you know, if you're not sure. Do you want to be sure? Because eternity is a long time. And uh, I choose to live in eternity in heaven with Dan so I can have smarter people around me. <laughs> Jesus. Again, you know, we joke around how we find peace and comfort in spite of all the craziness. And if you look at all these things, you know, by itself, it's pretty scary. When you see what the governments around the world are doing, we see all the indoctrinations, the losing of our rights, the droughts, the persecution. I mean, we can go on and on and on. It's like, oh, my gosh. The one thing I can say is having that covering and protection of Jesus, there's nothing better, and having comfort and knowing where I'm going. And my dad is in heaven, and I knew, and I kept telling him, it's okay to go see Jesus. When he was at that state where he, you know, I don't know if he yet heard us, I don't know. He was at that state last couple of days. I just said, Dad, it's okay to go see Jesus. I knew he was ready to go see Jesus. He was a fighter, didn't want to die, but I knew where he was going, and he knew where he was going. So I find comfort with that. So the question is, where are you going to spend eternity? And uh, for those that have no Jesus, I, I, I challenge you to re recommit 
reevaluate, you know, what can you change in your life? And, you know, I pray for continued wisdom, con continued discernment, to have more grace, to have more humility, uh, grace for others. I mean, it's pretty easy to get, what are you thinking? <laughs> so <clears throat> uh, I'm going to pray, and I pray that you pray along with me and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So, dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for giving us, that for dying on the cross and forgiving our sins. So I pray that you come into my heart and clean my heart. I ask for forgiveness for all my sins and anything that I've done. I pray for you to renew my heart and to cast me on the right path. I thank you for continuing to guide me. I pray that you continue to lead me. I recognize you as Lord and Savior of everything. And I recognize you're the only way to the Father, Father God. So, Lord, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. <laughs> we got it at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That was actually you. I was hey, just that was you. No, that was all you. I didn't say it. It was us. Hey, I like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do the bro hug. You got to be like, bam, boom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are thankful for another opportunity to present to you all today. Some of the thing, things that are going on around the world. Make a connection with the end times if possible. And uh, we keep on praying and believing that God will be a part of your life, that you will have the perseverance to continue to push through the struggles that you face, the things you're going through. We all go through them. Some of us uh, are going through some way more difficult things than others. Um, but we, we stand and we kneel and pray for prayer for all of you. And we believe that God will keep you strong to the very end of this age. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week if Jesus doesn't come back by then. And if he does... See you in heaven. Come on. Times.chat. And times.chat. Love everybody. Talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.